to Michigan Opera Theater's Dance Here podcast. This is Andrea Scobie. And Kim Smith. With Michigan Opera Theater. Thank you so much for joining us today as we dive into all things Nutcracker. We'll talk about the yearly traditions associated with the production at MOT, and we'll have a conversation with Edward Liang, Artistic Director of Ballet Met, MOT's partner in bringing the Nutcracker to Detroit. As you heard in our opening, I have a special guest co-host today, uh, MOT's dance coordinator, Kim Smith. Kim, thank you for taking the time today to talk a little bit about Nutcracker. You've been MOT's dance coordinator for 13 years now, is that right? Yes, it is. So you must have had many, many, many Nutcracker experiences in that time. Quite a few, yes. (laughs) Um, My first experience with the Nutcracker at MOT came on my first season at MOT. Um, I came in in the fall and we were just automatically starting up in the preparations for Nutcracker, which, uh, you know, start months and months before the actual production. I found out very early on that it was a pretty big deal at Michigan Opera Theater. You know, it's, it's a time for lots of families to come in and have this, you know, family-friendly production and the traditions of many to come and see the Nutcracker. So it was a pretty special time to come into to MOT. So one of the many hats you wear, I know, as um, you know, all of these preparations begin months in advance, is coordinating the auditions and casting of young dancers. There's so many roles for children in the Nutcracker, and most of them, you know, I don't know how much folks know this, but um, those are kind of cast with local young dancers from the Detroit area. Can you tell us about just the process of filling those roles and the auditions and rehearsal at MOT? Absolutely. So every production is different. You know, every ballet company has their own nutcracker. So usually the children's cast can range anywhere from 50 to even 100 kids, depending on the production. So Ballet Met has been our partner for many, many years, and their production ends up having about anywhere from 60 to 80 kids, depending on on if we're double or triple casting, depending on how many productions we have that we're showing. There's usually a audition at the end of September or early October at the latest. And the kids will come in per their age and they'll actually learn pieces of the choreography that they would be cast in the production. So they're actually learning the movement of the ballet to see how they pick up the choreography, how they kind of express themselves, so the kids will come in, they'll learn the choreography, and we'll have people from the ballet company as well as local rehearsal directors and watch them do the choreography and they'll be cast literally that same day. So the kids will be called back that evening and then rehearsals literally start the next day. So that's usually on a Friday night and they go right into rehearsals on Saturdays and Sundays. It's a pretty big commitment for some of these kids. (laughs) So they go to school all week and then they have nutcracker rehearsals on the weekends. But it's such a special opportunity for them. Now, some of these kids, this is their first time performing on a big stage or especially with a ballet company, which is a special opportunity in itself. It's a special time for sure. But busy. Yeah, but busy. I was going to say that is such a whirlwind process for all of these young people who take part every year. That's such a huge commitment for them and for their families. But yeah, having the opportunity as, you know, such a young person to dance with a professional company to be on stage. I mean, for myself, thinking back to my own years as a young performer, that's a chance that I absolutely would have, you know, leapt at to be able to be a part of. Exactly. Yeah. And they get the whole experience. I mean, they come in 
for tech week and they're on the stage with the company members and they're in the fitting room getting their costumes fitted so they're getting the full experience of being a company member and, and being like in a professional you know setting so they have to come in and come in the stage door and sign in just like all just like the professionals so it's it's really special for them one of the things that's so exciting about uh, coming to see the Nutcracker at the Detroit Opera House is that it's always an event. Um, Kim, can you talk about some of the activities that are available to families each year and some of the behind the scenes moment of making all of that happen? Absolutely, yes. Coming to Michigan Opera Theater and the Detroit Opera House for the Nutcracker is never only about seeing the ballet on stage, that's for sure. Our lobby is full with activities for children. Starting at, at the box office door, uh, you'll run into live reindeer. We usually have a couple live reindeer out there and their handlers will educate families about, you know, how to take care of them and how they shed their antlers. And it's always a little extra experience and you can get your picture taken with the, the live reindeer. Um, once you go into the theater, you automatically smell the, you know, cinnamon almonds. <laughs> that always brings warmth to the experience. And as you walk through the, the lobby itself, there are hand-painted ornaments uh, with the names on them specific to Nutcracker or just holiday theme. Uh, the kids can do crafts. So each year, Arts and Scraps comes and has a special holiday-themed Arts and Crafts Center for the kids to make arts and crafts. Then you can go upstairs and Treat Dreams gives holiday themed ice cream samples. So you can get a little ice cream treat. So it's a real experience. And, and right before we open the theater doors, we have a live choir singing carols in the upper area of the lobby. And it's just, it just fills the lobby with Christmas cheer. And then those same choirs will go down into the pit with the orchestra and they sing the vocal section of the snow scene. And it just adds such an extra experience to, to the performance to have the live voices. Sometimes they're, they're local choirs from high schools, we've had colleges, and even our Michigan Opera Theater Children's Chorus uh, sings for productions. And they have to, they have one rehearsal one single rehearsal with a conductor just to go over the timing and everything of the piece and then they're they're off in, in performance so it's it's quick but it's definitely an experience that they they hold on to yeah without a doubt i mean i hope you know a takeaway for folks who are listening to this podcast is just a new respect for the young performers who come in really at a professional level they have to be on their game as much as any professional dancer any professional singer or instrumentalist and i just really think that speaks to the young people who are next generation artists here in metro detroit absolutely yeah so I think also, you know, we've we've been talking about the things that usually happen with Michigan Opera Theater at the Nutcracker, Kim. It, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how this year is different and how much we will miss gathering with our audiences and our MOT family at the Opera House. But it doesn't mean that Nutcracker isn't a presence for MOT this year. And I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about a Nutcracker holiday, which is a program, a virtual program that our partners at Ballet Met have put forward that MOT audiences can take advantage of. Yeah, it's, it's definitely pulls at my heart a little bit not having the Nutcracker and having all those families at the Opera House doing all the, the amazing activities. But Valley Met has done, done a fabulous job of pulling together a Nutcracker holiday full of activities. So there's crafts, craft videos, 
available online as well as recipes for special treats and drinks. And Clara's Nutcracker Prince video is amazing. And, it, you know, you sit down with Clara and she kind of takes you through the story. And it's just a fun way to see the production just in a little bit different way. And so it gives, you know, even still a family-friendly experience just from your own home this year. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a chance to watch the video and it's so beautifully captured. I mean, it, it completely does justice to the gorgeous production by Ballet Met. MOT audiences can access that and experience all of the activities as well as the video performance of Clara's Nutcracker Prince through MOT at home. Ballet Met has generously made that available to our Detroit audiences. So if you visit michiganupper.org, you will be able to click on a Nutcracker holiday and take part in all of those crafts and activities and then see a performance as you might if you were coming down to the Opera House in an ordinary year. Now we want to shift our focus a little bit and hear from the artistic director of Ballet Met, Edward Liang. Edward is a luminary in the dance world. We were so delighted that he would join us for today's podcast. Uh, Kim, can you tell us a little bit more about Edward and his career? Absolutely. Edward Liang is a former dancer with New York City Ballet and Netherlands Dance Theater. He has created work for the Bolshoi Ballet, Joffrey Ballet, Kirov Ballet, New York City Ballet, and Singapore Dance Theater, and Washington Ballet. And I'm sure the list will continue to grow. He joined the New York City Ballet in 1993. By 1998, he was promoted to soloist, and in 2001, Mr. Liang joined the Tony Award-winning Broadway cast of Fosse. By 2002, he was invited to become a member of the acclaimed Netherlands Dance Theater One. Since establishing himself as a choreographer, his works have been performed by dance companies around the world and he has won numerous awards for his choreography, including the 2006 National Choreographic Competition. In 2013, Edward Liang was named Artistic Director at Ballet Met, where he continues to choreograph new works for the company, as well as companies both domestically and abroad. In 2017, he received an Emmy Award for his short film, Vaulted. Kim and I had the opportunity to speak with Edward earlier this week, along with John Tavison, MOT's Artistic Advisor for Dance, to talk not only about a Nutcracker holiday, but also to take a deeper look at Ballet Met's production of Nutcracker, and the things that set this production apart from every other Nutcracker across the United States. So we wanted to share a little bit of that conversation with you now. For a lot of people, the Nutcracker is their entree to the ballet world. Yes. I'm just curious if that was the case with you, or is it something that you discovered after you were already into ballet? Uh, I That was something that I was introduced to after I started ballet, because I started ballet because of my sister. And we took some ballet classes back in Taiwan, but... Once we moved to the United States and to California, my, my parents uh, sent us both to ballet right away. Ballet, martial arts, and we tried piano and violin and horseback riding. All fails except for martial arts and ballet. Ordinarily, MOT would be presenting Ballet Met for their annual visit of the Nutcracker every Thanksgiving weekend. 
But this being the year of COVID 2020, that wasn't really possible. So with some special funding from Arts Midwest, Ballymet has put together a special video that maybe you can tell us a bit about, Edward. Well, because of just the climate of the country right now, we really found it uh, really important for both our communities to put together a video and try to hold on to some sort of spirit of the holidays, and especially Nutcracker. Um, Nutcracker is an integral part of every ballet company, but it's very important to Ballet Met here in Columbus, and I'm sure it's very important at MOT. So with this video, our whole idea was to just, we know we can't replace it. We can't replace live theater. We can't replace the experience of coming into the theater and watching the whole production of Nutcracker. But we wanted to give a little bit of sense and hold on to the holiday spirit and the spirit of the Nutcracker production. So we didn't want it to be exactly the same, but we think that it did what we wanted it to do, which was to guide people through the production, not only by video, but by voiceover, and um, just keep a little bit of the heart and soul uh, and the special um, heartwarming sections and some of the dancing that I absolutely just adore. You're clearly the artistic director, but you did not choreograph this production. You inherited it. So have you embellished it in any way or put your own touches into it as time has evolved? The quick answer is yes. Uh, this is my going to be my eighth season as artistic director of Ballet Met. And Gerard Charles is the choreographer and the former artistic director of Ballet Met. And he's been very, very generous to me. He's very open to my ideas and changing certain steps here and there. But for most of it, it still tells the same narrative and it follows the same structure. But he's been very generous where he's let me change quite a few steps. Excellent. And when you typically come to Detroit over Thanksgiving weekend, is that sort of the beginning of the Nutcracker run for Ballet Met? For the yes. season? It's, you know, for Ballet Met, I found out about this collaboration while I was interviewing for the job. And I was really happy to hear that Ballet Met had a tour and a possibility of exporting and dancing somewhere else. For Ballet Met's very special. Uh, all the dancers and the academy get an opportunity to dance in a beautiful theater with amazing live music. It's an experience that we all look forward to every year. Even though it's, not, um, it's Thanksgiving weekend, we've made it a part of our tradition. All the families come up to Detroit and celebrate th um, Thanksgiving together. So obviously, like everybody, we were really disappointed not to be able to experience the Nutcracker at MOT because I mean the theater is just spectacular. It's bigger than our theater in, in Columbus and I really believe that you can see the sets and costumes much better. 
Edward, you've probably been involved with many nutcrackers and obviously have seen so many nutcrackers. What are some of the elements that really distinguish Ballet Met's nutcracker? What makes your production special and different? I, I think our production of the nutcracker doesn't shy away from pacing. I think it's really well paced. I think it doesn't, it doesn't try to be super sentimental, but yet at the same time, it has a lot of heart and soul, which is a, a hard balance to strike when you're creating any sort of production, let alone an iconic nutcracker production. And every company has its own production of nutcracker. Um, Something I'm also very proud of is, is that there's a lot of dancing and that it gives the opportunity not only for the audience, but for my dancers to really dance, I think, beautiful steps and that it's not just executing another production of The Nutcracker. But I would say the end-all be-all for me is the last moment of the production where the nutcracker toy bows towards clara even though it's really simple and it's you know the nutcracker bends over it's a little mechanical it does it for me every time it gets me and i think that there are just so uh, how do i say this small unique unique touches to this production that um i find really endearing and special yeah. You can't see me right now, but I'm beaming because that's one of my favorite parts of your production. I've seen it many years in a row. And that final moment is just so lovely between Clara and the Nutcracker. It's, it's beautiful. I look forward to it every year. Well, you know, if I ever get to a choreographer production for Ballet Met or somewhere else, don't think I'm not going to steal that. <laughs> you should. You would be. You'll be paying part. homage, not steal. <laughs> A little more globally about Nutcracker, um, just kind of the evolution of the piece company to company as we start to think about who's choreographing, who's it choreographed for, and how are we representing the many cultures of the world and the kind of act two world tour. Um, you know, there's been a lot of pushback, I think rightfully, about some of the choreography, you know, some of the styling and makeup um, of some of the cultural elements of Nutcracker. How have you seen that shift and evolve over the years? You know, um, I'm very happy and glad that there is, at least in the United States, there the, the topic is definitely on the top of minds for each production. And I'm hoping that this look at Nutcracker goes beyond, I, I, I think, Nutcracker. I think we need to figure out how to, I think ballet is needing and wanting to move forward with the new realities of life and the new mentalities. And, you know, one of our biggest responsibilities is that it doesn't matter if you're a big coastal ballet company or a regional company is we belong to our community and every production, our responsibility is hopefully inspiration, education, and to touch, move, and inspire, but also to educate and to reflect what our community looks like, what our community believes in. So in order for dance and ballet to move to the next step and into the next generations, that it's going to 
need to reflect that. And I'm happy that uh, Nutcracker is going to be one of the impetuses because just in Columbus, Ohio, we serve 30,000 audience members generally each year. So it's imperative that we do productions that reflect what's going on hopefully in the world and reflect our community to do our part, to be just a little bit better towards each other. Thank you. Nicely put. I wanted to ask you about the music because a lot of singers who have hit songs have often made comments that after they sing them so many times, they don't even hear them anymore. They start to sound like the noise your washing machine makes. It's just background noise. But I, I wonder if when you experience Nutcracker, if you're still attentive to the music and if you still hear things in the music that maybe you haven't heard before. Yes. For MOT and our, our Nutcracker in Detroit and back at home at the Ohio Theater is the two times where we get live music. And that never gets old. There's no way to replicate it. You know, we are, it's also science. Our, our bodies respond differently to the vibrations that are created by speakers versus instruments. And that is always going to be someplace in my heart that is filled with gratitude because I was spoiled um, growing up in New York City Ballet in Lincoln Center and having live music for every performance, for every stage rehearsal. And that's not the case for most companies. And beyond you know, having the experience with MOT, the music and the acoustics of the theater and the musicians and the whole experience is really magical. And who wouldn't open their ears and their minds and their hearts um, to Tchaikovsky? It's a beautiful score. Yeah. And even though we've heard it for our most of our career and our uh, young adult life to, you know, trying to be adult now, it's really kind of changed. This, this whole year has kind of changed things and changed perspectives. So I really look forward to, um, sorry, I'm gonna get a little emotional, but um, I really look forward to hearing uh, the score live. I really missed it. And I really took it for granted, even though I tried not to. Um, it's something that I look forward to. Thank you so much for your time and for your generosity of spirit and openness of heart. Oh, uh, nice to see you all. Thank Happy you. Care. Thank you so much to Edward Liang for joining us on this podcast. And thanks to Ballet Met for partnering with us to produce a Nutcracker holiday. Thanks too to Arts Midwest for supporting MOT's virtual Nutcracker activities and to the National Endowment for the Humanities, the Ford Motor Company Fund, MGM Grand, and the DTE Foundation for supporting MOT at home. And thank you to everyone listening to our glimpse into the Nutcracker. Don't forget to tune into a Nutcracker holiday for activities, recipes, and a special presentation of Clara's Nutcracker Prince, an all-new video featuring beloved moments from Ballet Met's production of the Nutcracker. 
To take part in our Nutcracker holiday or to explore more content from MOT at home, visit our website at michiganopera.org. You can also connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again for joining us today, and we can't wait until the next time we see you at the ballet. Thank you.